Welcome back to another episode of the Educational AD Podcast. We couldn't do these without the incredible support of our sponsors, and we want to take a moment to say thank you to all of them. First, thanks to our diamond sponsor, Varsity Brands, including Varsity Spirit, BSN, and Herf Jones. Varsity Brands, elevating student experiences in sport, spirit, and achievement. We also want to say thank you to our platinum sponsors, including Ephesus Lighting, innovating a brighter future at every level. Camp Mobile, where leaders communicate better. Gipper, sports graphics made incredibly simple. Hometown ticketing, simple and easy online ticketing. And Vital Signs, bring student achievements to life. Thanks to all of our great sponsors. Welcome back, everyone, to a very special edition of the Educational AD Podcast. Today, we are getting a chance to visit with two of Florida's best and brightest student-athletes on a very special uh, student panel. Uh, We'd like to welcome, from Pensacola High School, Akila Reeves, and from Clay High School, uh, outside of, uh, let's say, Jacksonville area, if you're not familiar with uh, Florida, uh, Sam Migliori. Akila, Sam, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. Well, uh, I know your um, lives as student athletes are probably as busy as an athletic director. And to our listeners, we're recording this on uh, Super Sunday, Super Bowl Sunday afternoon. So uh, we all have things that we uh, also need to do. So we're going to jump right into it. Uh, for our regular listeners, you always like, uh, we always like to let you know a little bit about our guests. So we're going to start with Akila. Akila, uh, share a little bit about yourself, uh, where you were born, uh, where you're growing up, uh, you know, where you go to high school, and, and maybe some of the things you're doing right now. Okay, so I was born and raised in Pensacola, Florida. As you said earlier, I attend Pensacola High School. Um, Things that I'm involved in sports-wise, I play varsity volleyball, I weightlift, and I run track. I am also involved in three national honor societies, and I'm involved in Key Club as well as community service projects. Um, I'm pretty busy, if I do say so myself, uh, and that's just a little background about me. Okay, well, appreciate you being on the podcast today. Sam, share a little bit with our listeners about your background. Yeah, so like you said, I'm from Green Cove Springs, Florida, Clay High, go Blue Devils, and if you don't know where that's at, it's just outside of Jacksonville, about a 45-minute drive. And my sports-wise, I'm involved in competitive as well as sideline cheerleading, and girls weightlifting. And outside of sports, I like to volunteer in my free time. My favorite place is going to the shelter and I'm actually one of the officers of my school's best buddies club. Well, again, uh, appreciate both of you being on. You both came very highly recommended by your schools, ADs and Akila. I think you're also a member of the, our state association's uh, student athlete advisory committee, aren't you? Yes, sir, I am. Okay, well, again, thanks for being on. Um, 
Sam, let's go to you on this one. Um, in our business of athletic administration, we always talk about the importance of leading and mentoring the next generation. So I'm curious, who have been some of your mentors um, in your life? You know, possibly, you know, family members or teachers or coaches. Uh, I know you're still in high school, but uh, the expression I like to use in looking back at my mentors is, I still hear those voices in my head when I'm talking with a coach or talking with a, maybe a student athlete. So whose voice do you think you're still gonna hear? Uh, well, I'd say the number one voice that comes to mind is my weightlifting coach, Coach Keller. And he's all about not only implementing a active lifestyle, but also just an overall well-being. So what we do after our practices is we have like a little mindful moment and he actually guides us in meditation. So we'll just, it looks kind of funny if you were to just walk in and see a bunch of weightlifters just laying on the floor after a hard workout, but he's really one that implements the overall well-being, and I really appreciate him for that, and whenever I go to grab a glass of water, I hear his voice in my head, make sure we have a gallon a day, make sure we're getting those veggies in, so yeah, I'd say he's definitely the first one that comes to mind. Okay. Well, uh, you mentioned in addition to weightlifting, you're also involved with uh, competitive cheer. Uh, I'm going to put you on the spot. I know we just had our state uh, championships here recently. Uh, how'd the, the Blue Devils do? So we actually got second place out of three teams for the that made it through to state. And it was very close margin. We missed first place by three points. And this was against Bartow. And if you don't know them, they've basically been national and world champions so being three points away from that team is just very satisfying and I would say it's really motivating to get going into our nationals coming up in April. Oh no our school has done competitive cheer uh, a number of times in the past uh, we didn't do it this year but uh, you know congratulations on that. Akila, let's um, go to you. Um, who have been some of uh, your mentors uh, as you've grown up and uh, continue to grow? Whose voice do you think you're going to hear uh, down the road? Well, my mentors have been my parents as well as my coaches. Um, my dad specifically, he's been my coach since I was in the fourth grade when I used to play basketball at my middle school. Um, he's always motivated me, not only in sports, but also in the classroom to be the absolute best that I can be and to always give 100% in whatever it is that I do. When it comes to my coaches, I always think of my volleyball coach, Coach Clark. She's an amazing one. She teaches and she treats all of her players like they are her children. And so sometimes when we say we've had a really rough day and we have a lot of homework, she'll postpone practice and let us get our homework done first and then we'll practice. And she brings us treats like smoothies and milkshakes sometimes when we've had a long week and we've been playing a lot of games. But um, she always reminds us to be good people and to treat people with respect. And I respect her so much for that. And I'm really appreciative of both my coaches and my parents for just helping me to grow as a person and as an athlete. Uh, that's just so great to hear. And I know your coaches would love to hear those uh, kind words that you shared about them. Um, ladies, I didn't ask this and it's a very bad job as an interviewer. Akila, what year are you in, in high school right now? I'm a senior. You're a senior. And Sam? 
Um, I'm also a senior. Also a senior. Okay. So let's go and take that and, and just transition to the, the next level. What about, uh, I know you still have spring sports coming up, but uh, what about college? What are your uh, plans? What are your hopes for next year? Sam, let's go with you first. So I'm planning on attending the University of Central Florida to study health sciences and eventually go on to be in the field of healthcare. And I'm hoping to cheer there. Tryouts are coming up in May, so that's exciting. Okay, so uh, pretty high-powered program there at UCF. Akila, uh, what are your plans for next year? Well, next year I will be attending Spelman College, which is a historically black college in the city of Atlanta. Um, they actually do not have sports. And when I tell people that they're always really surprised because I've played sports my entire life, but um, I really love their political science program and what they stand for. So I will be majoring in political science and minoring in history. And then I plan on going to law school and becoming an attorney. Oh, wow. Well, sounds like both of you have some uh, pretty concrete plans. Wish you all the best uh, with that. Okay. Let's go and talk now about your schools specifically. Um, on our series, we've asked our athletic directors to kind of brag a little bit about their school. The, the phrase I will use is, you know, what's something at your school that you can say very humbly, but also with great pride that we do this better than anybody. We might be the best in the state at doing this. So uh, looking at your programs, maybe looking at the teams that you've been involved with, um, what are some best practices that you can share at your school uh, with our listeners and maybe how those practices came to be? So uh, Akila, I think it's your turn to lead off. What are some best practices at Pensacola High? At PHS, I would say that our community is the best thing that we've got. Um, teams come together all the time for pep rallies. We have the best pep rallies ever that I've ever experienced. They're amazing. Um, you know, we have football players who will watch volleyball games. We have baseball players that will watch basketball games. And we all really support each other. And that's one thing about PHS that I really love is that the athletes and the students always support sports, no matter if it's girls sports or boys sports, even if, you know, they've never even watched a volleyball game before, they'll come out and support us. And that's one thing about PHS that I just really love. And I love to brag about that to people whenever I can't. You know, it, it's, it's so great. And again, both of you um, are multi-sport athletes, which athletic directors just love. There, there was a period, you know, let's say a few years ago, where it just had really become the fashion to specialize and do year-round sports. And I know that still exists, but um, it's so great to see some leaders like yourself uh, get involved with multiple sports. And I think you can attest that it makes you better in uh, the sports that you participate in. So, uh, Akila, one more question uh, for uh, your school there at Pensacola High. Um, both of you attend fairly large public schools. So how would you say uh, that this multi-sport uh, phenomenon is? Is it, you know, half of your student athletes? Is it 25%? Um, what would you say, Akila, is the percentage of multi-sport athletes at your school? I would say about 50 to 60% of athletes are multi-sport athletes. 
Uh, I know all of my friends who are athletes, they play two and three sports for PHS like I do. So it's not an uncommon phenomenon for, you know, the majority of the student body to be playing two and three sports. That is great. Uh, I guess that's why whenever I see Casey, your athletic director, he's always uh, smiling. Okay. <laughs> Sam, what's going on at uh, Clay High School uh, as far as best practices? What's something that you're particularly proud of and you can say, Hey, we do this better than anybody. So definitely going along with what Akila was saying, we're a very community-based school as well. Um, Green Cove Springs, it's a very close-knit town and community. So in terms of that aspect, I'd say that we all like to get really involved with our communities. And we have a lot of business sponsors that we're very grateful for that they come to us asking to sponsor us because they're just so involved with our community. And one thing that, my favorite tradition about Clay High has been having, well, whenever we make it to the playoffs for football, on Thanksgiving morning, the whole community comes out at 8 o'clock a.m. to watch our football team practice for one last time before we send them off. And it's so nice just having local grocery stores donate and people having their parents make special dishes, like a little potluck. And so that's probably one of my favorite parts about being a Clay High athlete is just experiencing that sense of community that I think will stick with me. Now, I know, um, you know, that your former building AD and now the county AD, Coach Scromolo, uh, has done a lot to build those uh, sponsorships. Um, you know, what's something that's maybe, uh, you know, unique or, or special about one particular sponsorship that uh, sticks out from the rest? Can you put your finger on that? I'd say that having local grocery stores like Publix is a huge donor. We have some of our athletes' parents. They're entrepreneurs. They're very excited and enthusiastic to give back to their community, as well as the alumni. They just have a lot of pride and school spirit, and especially Cliff Averill, which is an NFL football player. I'm sure you've heard of him, maybe. But, <laughs> yeah, he comes back, and he does football camps for our school, which is a really big thing. So I feel like having his name and just – so many great alumni like Caleb Dressel, Olympic gold medalist, and attached to our name is very special to us. Mm -hmm. Caleb's uh, sister, uh, Caitlin, uh, actually teaches at my school and was our uh, swim coach for a while. Uh, does a great job. Well, I appreciate you both sharing uh, some really cool ideas. And uh, again, it's easy to see why your schools are so successful. Let's go and jump into our discussion of COVID. Uh, when we started doing these podcasts with athletic directors, it was late June, early July. And at that point, we had still had no idea how things were going to play out at all in the state of Florida. So our listeners have heard several uh, athletic directors from Florida share that, you know, we got a late start in some corners of the state, but, you know, we got through fall. We're pretty much getting ready to wrap up winter sports with um, soccer and basketball and girls weightlifting playoffs. Uh, and now we're transitioning into spring. So Sam, share with our listeners how things played out at Clay High, not just um, return to play, but also return to school and, and how that uh, uh, took place. So uh, what's going on at, at Clay High School? Yeah, so in terms of return to play, we didn't, unfortunately, we had to postpone our tryouts. And we had a lot of online trials, which was in the best interest of everyone. And just in terms of the pandemic, it's so no one knows what's going on. 
and that uncertainty really impacted the stability of our athletics but fortunately we were able to turn that around um so in late July early August we were able to have tryouts officially so that was a good thing coming back to that but we also have the mask mandates are very strictly um monitored so to make sure all our athletes are safe we have the wiping down with disinfectants after we even touch anything hand sanitizing and hand washing is very very highly praised and we actually got a late start of returning back to school due to the uncertainty. So we pushed it off until about, I, th- I believe the first week of September, if not the last week of August. But yeah, it was definitely an extended summer to say the least. How do you, um, uh, from an academic standpoint, you know, how has it been for you going into your senior year? Uh, is it just business as usual? Has oh. it been a challenge? Yeah, I'd say most, like, first and foremost, I'm extremely grateful that Florida schools and Clay County particularly got to return to school because I know a lot of schools up north and perhaps throughout the state haven't even had that option. So I'm just very grateful to have the option to go to school, and I'm just super willing to comply with any kind of mandates and to keep me and my peers safe and my family safe. So I'm just very grateful for that. Well, I appreciate you sharing. Uh, Aquilo, other side of the state uh, over there in Pensacola, um, what's happening there, um, Escambia County area, as far as return to play and return to school? So as far as returning to just school, um, we had a late start, like Sam was saying. We didn't go back to school until August the 24th, which is like three weeks after when we were actually supposed to go back. And for a while, it was where everyone was remote and no one would come in. And then we were able to have half people traditional going to school and half of the people remote. So PHS is very lucky to have that, you know, half and half, half students at home so that half students can be in the actual school. We are very big about wearing masks and wiping down all surfaces before and after classes. Um, We make sure that we social distance whenever possible. And so I'm really proud of PHS for, you know, taking the initiative to do what needs to be done in this time of uncertainty. In terms of play, because we did get a late start for school, we had to push back some start dates for our fall sports, like volleyball and other fall sports. So, um, Because I play volleyball specifically, I know a little bit more about what happened with volleyball. Um, So we had to postpone the, I guess you could say was the state championship. Um, We had to have a regional championship which was just between schools that were in our county and in our region. So that kind of was a bit of a bummer, but I'm still glad we were able to play at all. I'm super grateful for that. Uh, We make sure that we, again, socially distance, that we stay home whenever we're feeling unwell, and that, you know, we let our coaches know, our teachers know that, you know, things are going on with us, whether we can come into school or not. So, yeah, pretty much that's what it's like at PHS. Uh, And again, I appreciate you sharing uh, uh, what happened and what went down there. I do know uh, your county, Escambia County, was one of those around the state that had some self-imposed 
travel restrictions and you know couldn't go out for regular season as well as playoff games and ended up doing the regional thing um i think this can transition us into our next topic um Akila, this is going to be old news for you. Uh, I know the Student Athlete Advisory Committee for our state association has had you folks uh, talk about, discuss, make recommendations in this area of uh, mental wellness for student athletes. Um, you know, going back to last spring, where everyone across the nation, you know, schools shut down. There were no spring sports at all, and there was a lot of discussion about the impact that that had on uh, student athletes, you know, mentally, emotionally, you know, now uh, this year, some schools uh, have started up, some states are just now starting up, uh, and some are not. So I'm curious, uh, I know you, neither one of you are doctors, uh, nor, the, nor am I, uh, you know, we're not mental health professionals, but, you know, you two are in particular are on the front lines as students, as student athletes. So I'm curious as to your um, comments, you know, your perception of how, for lack of a better word, COVID has impacted students, you know, mental health, uh, even going back to last spring. So Akila, I think it's your turn to lead off. So you, you get a nice, easy question to, uh, you know, respond to, um, you know, what's your take on this idea of, you know, mental health? I think mental health in general is very, very important, especially with COVID. Like you said, um, we had spring sports canceled last year. And for a lot of students, sports is one of the only outlets that they have. And when that's taken away, it can cause a lot of issues, you know, depression, anxiety, all sorts of mental health issues. And so it's really very important for coaches and um, athletic directors to be aware of how their athletes are feeling and, you know, to just check in and make sure that they're doing okay. And I would say, you know, with all these postponed seasons and pushback dates that even I suffered from, you know, you know, being really sad about not being able to start volleyball season, you know, missing out on big events like the state championship. And it really does take a toll as an athlete, you know, you want to play your sport. It's a really big deal for you. And, you know, just checking in with your athletes, talking to them, asking them how they're doing, what can you do to make it feel, make them feel better or whatever you can do to just step in. Uh, I think that's really important for athletic directors to do because you never know what someone is going through. And when you, take the chance and take the time to just check in on someone, it can make a huge difference. Oh, absolutely. Sam, you know, what's your take on this? How has COVID both last spring as well as this year, you know, impacted student athlete mental health? Yeah. So in terms of last spring, it was definitely a very hard piece of news to hear that spring sports are going to be canceled for many, especially the graduating seniors last year. Um, having that as their last season was very different. And it, if anything, it puts into perspective that you have to appreciate what is there. And like, it definitely can take a toll on your mental health and mental well-being, just because having that one thing to stand that extra leg, that sports to stand on and rely on throughout your life, 
having that source of consistency kind of just up in the air is very insecure for a lot of people. And whenever your home situations like that, or whenever you have just other outlying issues, you never know whenever a teammate's suffering through something and to have that extra sport taken away is just adding that extra stressor. But if anything, I feel like athletic directors, like Akilah was saying, it's really important for them to just check in on their athletes and emphasize the role of coaching and being just very involved in students' lives outside of sports. Because the main reason that we emphasize sports in high school, in my opinion, is to put, per se, tools in your toolbox for life. So if anything, hopefully that coaches are pushing the fact that uncertainty and just being very adaptable is something that you should carry on through life. I love that you uh, threw in the term toolbox uh, in your response there. Um, I'm going to ask you a follow-up, and then Akila, I'm going to ask you the same question. Um, as you came back to school this year uh, and sports, um, maybe is, was there one or, or two things that you noticed either from your athletic director or from your coaches uh, that they were doing maybe a little bit different or a little, with a little more emphasis as a response to COVID? Anything stick out for you? Sam? Oh, I'm sorry, what was the question? Oh, it's okay. Um, as you came back to school this year, uh, did you notice anything different or maybe anything new? Obviously the protocols, um, but uh, anything that your AD or maybe your coaches were doing a little bit differently or with more emphasis uh, as a direct response to COVID? Okay, yeah, so definitely Coach Mo, he's been very adamant about making sure that all of our athletes are feeling included and just feeling special because he's he's kind of popped his head into some practices in the past, but especially this year, he's been very present in our lives and just making sure that we're still having a good time and making sure our season's still being the best it can be by just being there and letting us know that he's there. And of course, having resources such as guidance counselors available and posting inspirational quotes and videos to Google Classroom has been very inclusive. So I appreciate that. Oh yeah, that sounds very cool. Akila, how about you? Uh, have you noticed anything different or maybe a little more emphasis uh, as you came back um, in response to COVID? I would say that the coaches in particular, um, they focused a little bit more on making sure that the athletes were truly enjoying their season. Um, our coaches have always cared about us and our well-being, but I would say because of COVID, it's, you know, heightened that response a little bit more. And so our coaches are definitely ones to pop into our classrooms, check on us, you know, um, post things on Facebook about us to make us feel better, um, things like that. They're just super inspirational and super caring. Yeah. I, I think every athletic director has probably stepped up their, uh, social media game uh, this year, uh, not to where you folks are, of course, but uh, you know they, they probably got a little bit better. Um, Sam, we're gonna start off uh, this next question with you. Um, again, when we started doing these podcasts, it was you know uh, late June, early July, and you know the events of uh, last summer in Minneapolis and even Atlanta, you know were still very fresh and. The question that I ask our athletic directors, and I'm going to ask you two right now, 
uh, I ask our ADs, what is something or how can we do a better job of being socially aware, you know, at our school, you know, with our student athletes, with our coaches, with our parents, with our community, how can we do better? So uh, Sam, we'll start with you um, from a student athlete perspective, you know, give us some advice. How can we do a better job of being socially aware? Yeah, I would definitely say just making sure that all students of all backgrounds feel welcome to try out for sports, to participate in sports, and they have a safe environment to really feel like they can perform their best without being judged. Because I know for a lot of my peers, that's one huge aspect of sports. Like coming from a predominantly white school, it's and there's like a majority of white students, just that minority feels a little bit um, underrepresented. So I feel like just making sure that those students feel welcome to do sports and participate and they're especially just encouraged is very important. Yeah, I, I appreciate you sharing that. Akila, um, what's your take on this? You know, again, you know, tell us, help us, you know, how can we do a better job uh, of being uh, socially aware with our populations? I would say that really important for ADs to um, get to know their athletes, get to know their students, get to understand who they are as people. Because I think when an athlete understands that their AD cares about them, they're more likely to go to them about certain issues or problems that they either see or are facing themselves. So I would say just as an AD, just to, you know, make everyone feel welcome, like Sam was saying, uh, make sure everyone feels included, you know, just try your best to, I guess, be friends with your athletes and to just try and understand them as people. Uh, yeah, uh, again, I really appreciate both of you, you know, you know, sharing with us. It's certainly not easy and it's, it's nothing that we should ever feel, well, geez, I finally got this. You know, no, it's, um, we can always get better. We need to keep getting better at that. Okay. Um, let's go and lighten things up a little bit. Uh, Sam, we'll start with you and then we'll let uh, Akila have that last question. Um, what's one or two of the favorite things about being a student athlete at Clay High School? You know, what gets you excited about coming to school each day? So definitely I look forward to not only the academics, but the practices, just because we're such a close-knit community. Everyone's very supportive of our student athletes and teachers are always just getting emails like as they're calling roll, they're like, oh Sam, how is your weightlifting me? And then like we just have a little conversation. So I feel like just looking forward to those little moments and just having some recognition and then recognizing my peers in other sports is something that's very exciting for my school. Uh, I wouldn't dare to try and put words in your mouth, but would it be fair to say that it's those relationships, you know, with your teammates, the other students, the coaches that uh, is part of that fun experience? Definitely. Okay. Akila, how about you? What gets you excited about coming to school each day? I would agree with Sam when I say it's the relationships that make school and sports enjoyable. Um, I love each and every single one of my teachers. They make learning fun and interesting. I love seeing my teammates every day in the classroom and at practice. It's just so nice to have those relationships with people who really care about you and who want to see you succeed. 
And um, I love the community spirit that we have at PHS. Like I said before, um, we're super inclusive. And it's just, like I said, those relationships make everything worthwhile. Uh, absolutely. Okay. As an athletic director, it's very common for us to say, you know, gosh, we get paid to come to school and, you know, hang out with coaches and student athletes and go to games, you know? Uh, so I, most ADs I've ever met, you know, they love their job and I know your ADs love working with you. Well, it has been a uh, joy and an honor to visit with the two of you this afternoon, but we're not done yet. Okay. With our athletic directors, we do something called the athletic director's toolbox where I ask them to help a brand new athletic director on their very first job. Well, we're gonna tweak that just a little bit. Uh, I'm gonna give you the clipboard and the polo shirt and you are now the athletic director and it, maybe not at your school, but you're an AD and it's your first day, your first week on the job. I'm gonna ask you, what are the two or three most important things on your to-do list as a brand new athletic director. Akila, we're gonna go ahead and start with you. Well, the first thing on my checklist would just to be to introduce myself to everybody, all the athletes, all the coaches, so they know who I am. Um, step two would be to attend as many games as physically possible. Um, I personally love watching all types of sports. So that would be something that I definitely did. And then number three, I personally would want to hold some sort of conference with my student athletes, whether it be uh, team by team or all of them together, um, to just let them know that they can come to me whenever they need to about anything that's going on in their day-to-day -day lives, whether it involves sports or not. Well, if you... Uh decide to uh, not follow that law path, you know, you're off to a great start as an athletic director. Uh, those are three great, great uh, steps. Sam, how about you? Uh, you're the athletic director. You know, what are your first three big steps? I would say the very first step that I would look toward implementing would be going to my peers. So actually, Understanding the culture of a county as a whole helps you understand the specific context of one school. So I would definitely go around, just like set aside some time to talk to the other athletic directors around the county and just get a general sense of that kind of atmosphere. And then I would take it back to my school. And on my first day, I would for sure go around and introduce myself to all the coaches and schedule a time where I could come to each and every one of their practices and make my rounds just to make sure all the student athletes know where I am, know where they can find me and just get some tips from them of what they wanna see in an AD and just kind of introspect and reflect on those experiences and then take it back to the office and yeah. Great, again, great, great uh, advice. Uh, I cannot imagine any athletic director not taking those steps and putting them into play. Um, we're gonna wrap up with this, um, ladies. Uh, you have just been wonderful, but I'm going to give you an opportunity uh, to answer the question that I didn't ask. Okay, Sam, what question would you like to answer or what would you like to share with our listeners um, before we uh, call this a day? 
Yeah, so I would say just a really important thing as an athletic direct an athletic director would be to be just personable and just making yourself available to your students and just emphasizing the fact that high school isn't forever and all students should be involved in some kind of sport. And if it's not a sport, then direct them to just anything else. Like if they're into band or into choir, just direct them to those resources. So just making myself be just really seen and just available to my students is something that would be really important for all athletic directors just to understand. Oh, absolutely. You know, and again, the sport experience, like both of you, you can be a student athlete, but you can also be, you know, a manager, a staff person. Uh, you can be a fan in the bleachers and still be part of that athletic experience. Akila, uh, what's the answer to the question that I didn't ask? What would you like to share? I would just like to share for ADs specifically um, to be involved in all sports at your school. Don't just focus on one sport more than the other. Make sure that you spread yourself thin, honestly, spread yourself thin over all of those sports to make sure everybody feels included and to make sure everyone feels involved. Okay. And again, you know, I think there's not an athletic director around that doesn't you know, try to do that, but appreciate you holding us accountable for that. Okay. Akila Reeves, Pensacola High School, and Sam Migliori, Clay High School, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Thank you for having us. It's been a great way to spend my Super Bowl Sunday. <laughs> it's been a great time. Well, continued success to both of you. Uh, again, to our listeners, we're recording this um, uh, a week before it's uh, going to get aired. So this is pretty timely. Um, remember, the Zoom recordings are going up on the Educational Athletic Director YouTube channel. So look for that around the 1st of April. And until then, uh, come back again next time for another episode of the Educational AD Podcast.